0: Hello everyone, I'm Joey Pizzolatto, Deputy Editor, and welcome to to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 4th, 2020. Uh, one, I wanna thank Auto Finance News Advertisers, Alpha, Defy Solutions, FIS, Daszak, and Remitter for their continued support. As always, I'm joined by Amanda Harris, Associate Editor. Thanks for coming. We had an interesting uh, week leading up to the holiday weekend uh, with initial jobless claims dropping below one million new filings to 881,000 yesterday, the lowest number since the pandemic started um, after the US Labor Department changed its methodology. um, In line with um, the market and it moving in opposite of the economy, Uh, the Dow lost 800 points yesterday, one of its worst days since June. Um, And today, the unemployment rate, um, our updated unemployment figures were released um, and we are at 8.4%, which which beat expectations um, from what economists were predicting. Um, I know this week, the Auto Finance News team spent some time leading up to the holiday weekend catching up on various projects we have in the works, um, including some new data initiatives we're pretty excited about, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, but we also took a deeper look into payments on loans securitizing the asset-backed securities market. Amanda, um, can you can you tell tell a little bit about what you found? Yeah. So you know,
1: we're starting to see things kind of um, improve and and getting some at least small glimmers of hope um, coming out of the pandemic. So we know a couple months ago, when you know back in March and April, a lot of lenders um, had to kind of help customers um, during you know, layoffs, things like that, businesses were closed. Um, So there was a lot of, you know, deferral programs started, um, extensions, and most of those were for, you know, three to four months. So we're starting to see some of those end. Um, So with that, we are seeing, though, kind of a a positive thing on consumer health that may, they may point to the consumers are doing a little better than maybe they originally thought they would be, um, is that most of those consumers who have some kind of extension are making some kind of payment. So either a partial payment or their full payments, um, advanced payments in some cases where they're going a little more than what's due um, while they're still in an extension. So as we look at those coming, coming out of extension status, we are seeing that some of those consumers are making their payments, um, which could point to you know, lower delinquency rates and things like that. Um, coming forward, you know, then we would have seen if they had just not made payments throughout that whole program. Uh, So that that I think is a good thing. Um, It's still a lot to be determined as far as if CMOS will happen again, if uh, unemployment benefits continue, and how long and how much. Um, But at least for now, they are still making some payments on the majority of those loans.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one thing we've been talking about um, to the point of Nausea is how not knowing, um, you know, how how credit performance is going to be um, in light of the pandemic because, you know, as you mentioned, st- government stimulus, unemployment benefits, they've really kind of propped up, um, you know, consumers who have lost their jobs. But, you know, it's kind of seeming like, you know, all signs are are starting really to point that, you know, things are, are actually getting better and this is not, um, you know, a facade or a mirage. Um, you know, we have the payments, and we've also seen we have unemployment dropping. Uh, jobless claims are are going down on a weekly basis, um, and we're also seeing seeing that from um, you know subprime lenders. Um, you know, we talked with uh, Global Lending Services this week about their new partnership with um, CarGurus to to get their their loan offering uh, online and allow for consumers who are looking to shop online to to get uh, pre-approvals, um, so that they then can either go in the dealership or not if they if they're not comfortable with that. Um, and you know, on, on that note, you know, Global Lending Services thinks or hopes that this new initiative um, will continue to boost their 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 origination volume, and they're they're back to they're not quite back to pre-pandemic levels but but they are improving which is you know a good sign as well as um extensions for them they are they are back um to pre-pandemic levels um so so that's a good thing but you know what what you know, last month you wrote about you know lenders prioritizing so so I'm curious you know what what are your thoughts now that we're actually finally seeing um, a lender prioritize this this move to digital?
1: Yeah, so so last one, we took a, a pretty in-depth look at, um, you know, how dealers and lenders had to kind of navigate this switch to digital that they were kind of working toward, um, but we all know that kind of moves a little slowly unless something like this happens. So now, they had to kind of, you know, accelerate that whole thing, and then we just, our new feature that we just did, talked about that evolution that they saw really quickly, um, that they had to adapt and move to digital really quickly and work from home. So I think this uh, new partnership that GLS is looking at is really an example of um, that playing out in real life. Um, and we're starting to see you know, see that more and more. I think that these partnerships are going to become, you know, something that we're gonna start seeing a lot more of. Um, it allows them to kind of easily be able to shift to online and offer more online services, than trying to maybe build that themselves from scratch. And that's kind of what I heard when I worked on um, that feature last month too, is you know the reality is a lot of these lenders that are more the traditional style, they don't really have the capacity to just overnight start doing online financing. But what they can do is partner with companies who, who already do that and provide a service to them to allow them to do that online. So I think this is just one of those examples, Um, and it seems to have worked really well for them. Um, You know, they they saw originations grow. Um, You know, they they are work, and they're not the only one on that platform. Capital One's also on there. Westlake Financial Services is also on there. Uh, So that just points to that they're not alone in in making this switch, and that is something that I think the industry is going to see more of um, in
0: the future. Oh, absolutely. And you know, one thing you know we we're keeping an eye and i don't have to tell you is you know how how lenders are are ex- expanding their their kind of technology stacks or or looking for for new ways um even if you know credit performance is going to to hold up um there's there's no denying the pandemic has really kind of changed you know every facet of you know life um i imagine the habits that consumers have gotten into over the last 5 I guess we're approaching 6 months now. Jeez. Um, you know, those those probably won't go away like overnight. Um, and you know, we're also seeing um, you know, lenders harness technology in terms of of underwriting. We we spoke with Tricolor Auto Acceptance this week as well. Um and and they're actually uh, they they're a buy here pay here um subprime lender. They um they use artificial intelligence and machine learning to to lend to thin and no-file Hispanic borrowers, um, and they've they've actually seen their originations uh, grow about 25 percent year over year in the last uh, three months um, as a result of you know their their machine learning algorithm um, that that's able to continually learn through the pandemic. So one interesting thing that um, Chief Executive Daniel Chu told me was you know they learned that you know during the pandemic um loans performed better when you when they lent to um households with multiple wage earners um obviously that you know kind of makes sense right if one person loses their job you have maybe you know one or even two three more people that that can pick up that payment um to be fair they did um you know tighten their credit box uh and they you know they've they've switched up uh you know their 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 scorecard to to ensure that they're still lending responsibly and accounting for all these macroeconomic changes um but but that 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 um that growth excuse me um you know could have been even more had they not changed their scorecard um uh daniel too uh estimates it could have been somewhere uh you know, close to 36% growth year over year had they, you know, continued lending on, on the same model pre-pandemic. So I think, you know, all of this not only points to, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel and a real one rather than, you know, uh, a fabricated one. And also the, the importance of, of, you know, technology and lenders utilizing these different things um, to, to grow. And c- continue to to do business. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And we'll we'll see it more and more. And it'll be interesting, I think, to see what comes out of this and what stays around and what permanent changes will kind of change and, and be around with with the car buying and lending process. And oh yeah, else?
0: absolutely. And we'll get we'll cars be... delivered
1: to your house now. And
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty nice. You can just if I can get like look buy one maybe delivered in my car. Yeah, there you go. Um, Speaking of, you know, what we're going to see in the future, um, Amanda, what do we have um, on the docket for next week?
1: Yeah, so so next
0: week.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll be all all by my lonesome uh, next week. No, we got it. Um, But we're going to take a a look at uh, how lenders are faring in New York. Um, It was where that was hit. That area was hit, you know, particularly hard Um, with dealership closures during the pandemic. We had a lot of cases in New York. Most people know in the US when you hear about New York and COVID that they were were pretty shut down for a while. Um, And so we're gonna take a look there and see maybe some surprising results that came out of there as far as how lenders fared. Um, So that's what we'll be doing next week and as well as it's time again to look at used vehicle values and how those are doing um, right now. So I think that'll also be possibly a a surprise as well.
0: Great. great. So. Well, we're going to keep this short this week since it's the holiday weekend and I'm sure everyone, including myself, is um, itching to go on vacation. Uh, so thank you, Amanda, and thank you to everyone. Um, please uh, don't forget to join us for the Auto Finance Summit October 20th through the 22nd um, and visit autofinancesummit.com uh, to register Um, And don't forget to rate us um, on whichever platform you listen to The Roadmap uh, and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thanks for joining The Roadmap, and we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net next Tuesday and um, here next week. That's good. Thanks, Joe. Bye.